Imagine getting to the end of your life and you're standing before the throne room of God and you're giving an account of your life. And one of two scenarios happens. On the one hand, you see in an instant all of the potential of things that you could have done, things that you were called to do, things that you should have done, but never did. And you realize that you would have wasted your life. What about on the other hand, you have the playback of your life and you've accomplished much in the eyes of the world. You've built businesses, you've had success, you've uh, won friends, and, and then everything that you've worked for and built and accomplished in life dissipates in the ash heap of eternity because none of it was of any eternal significance. Those are the two fears that I'm going to be talking about today. Welcome to Conflicted. The podcast exploring the tension Christian entrepreneurs face, trying to pursue success in business and sacrifice in service to Christ. I'm your host, Sean Tombagahan, and I'm glad to be with you on this journey. I'm going to read an article I wrote a long time ago. Well, not that long ago. It was in 2016, uh, and, and this was really just a um, an expansion of a personal journal entry uh, that I wrote in June of 2016, and it's about my two greatest fears. If I'm being completely honest with myself, I've had two fears that have propelled much of my drive, but have simultaneously caused a lot of inconsistency and doubt in my life. I've had these two fears in the back of my mind for years. I can attribute much of my success and achievements to these fears, as well as some of my procrastination and hesitancy. The struggle is real, but I'm not sure if I want the struggle to go away. What do I fear the most? First, the fear of settling. I fear reaching the end of my life and having not accomplished much of anything in this world. I fear mediocrity. I fear complacency. I understand the comfort of many people's interpretation of the American dream, the ability to live a nice, quiet, middle-class life with a wife and two and a half kids, living in uh, in a nice home with a nice job, able to retire at a decent age to live out my life in peaceful mediocrity. That dream terrifies me. I know God has put big dreams in my heart, but as I've pursued my dreams, I realize that even though I see the opportunities to have them come to fruition are there, it's hard work. Thomas Edison said, Opportunity is missed by most because it is dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. I remember being a young boy and seeing starry-eyed people with big dreams excitingly pursue them. As I've grown older, I've also witnessed them get beat up in the hustle and, out of weariness, give up and settle. As I've been in the battle myself, I've felt the temptation to give up as well. How comfortable it would be to just give in and be normal. However, the terrifying idea of living a life of complacency has always caused me to push through. Just one more day. As I'm writing this, I'm turning 31 years old. I feel young, and by most people's standards, I'm still very young, and I have a ton of energy and drive in me, but my 20s are gone, they're done, and it seems like they went by in a flash. I still feel like I'm in my 20s, but I'm definitely not. As I've been pondering that fact, this first fear has been more prevalent in my thinking. It pushes me to work when others are resting. It pushes me to learn and grow when others are playing and being entertained. However, this is just one of my fears. 
My second and most prevalent fear is much more weighty. It's the fear of reaching the end of my life and accomplishing much in the eyes of the world. Making a name for myself, building empires, winning friends, influencing people, traveling the world, living the dream, but accomplishing nothing of real eternal significance. A far greater tragedy than living a life of settling is the tragedy of living a life of greatness from the world's viewpoint, but squandering it in the light of eternity. To waste something means to employ uselessly or without an adequate return. God's word says in Ephesians 2.10, we're God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is incredible, yet it's also terrifying when you think about it. First, it assumes that we were created for a purpose that transcends us. If God created us to do good works, and if these works were prepared in advance for us to do, then that means that we don't get to determine what those good works are. Our job is simply to discover what those works are and live them out. Second, it assumes not only is the purpose of our life set by God and not by us, it also assumes that since we are God's handiwork, then we are held accountable by God to do these works that he created for us to do. God has blessed me with a life and everything in it. If I do not employ an adequate return on this gift of life that I've been blessed with, then I've wasted my life. The juxtaposition. Where these two fears intersect in my life personally stems from what I believe God has called me to do. Keep in mind that this is what I believe, which means that I could be wrong, uh, and it's what I believe God called me to do, which means that even if I'm right, it doesn't mean God has called anyone else to do this. I'm just sharing my heart. Through lots of prayer, meditation on God's Word, and spending time in His presence, I believe that God has called me, Sean, to do four things with my life. Discipleship church planting, evangelism, and world mission. Perhaps in another article I'll explain each of those categories from my interpretation of them, but suffice it to say for now that God's called me to serve the church in those four areas. In other words, God has called me to be a minister of the church. As a minister, the way I see it, there's at least two biblical ways to fund your ministry and provide a decent living and income for you and your family. One is to receive financial support from the church— meaning church work is your sole vocation. And we see this in 1 Timothy 5, where it says, The scripture says, Do not muzzle an axe while it's treading out the grain, and the worker deserves his wages. The second way is to work in a trade as your vocation while simultaneously serving the church. And this is called bivocational ministry. And we see this in uh, 1 Thessalonians 2.9, where Paul says, We worked day and night in order not to be a burden on anyone while we preach the gospel of God to you. So how does this relate to my fears? The dreams God has put in my heart for making an eternal impact in this world before I die requires millions of dollars. Again, this is for me specifically. It requires zero dollars to preach the gospel to someone making an eternal impact in someone's life. I'm talking about what I believe God has called me to do. I also believe that God has not called me to do it on the church's dime, but rather through the means of entrepreneurship. This is why I own a business. This is why I'm willing to work like a slave. This is why I'm driven in my vocation. However, as I've pursued success in entrepreneurship, I've also realized how exhausting it can be. I have hardly any mental capacity to think theologically as I once did, and 
I've had to put practical church ministry on the back burner. In this current season of my life, God is growing me as an entrepreneur, which at present requires too much thought, energy, and time to serve the church as well as I once did or as well as I would like to. And that scares me. My heart is wanting to serve like I used to and study theology like I used to, attend functions like I used to, plan outreaches and go on missions trips and lead classes and disciple men like I used to. However, the pursuit of success as an entrepreneur is consuming all of that time and thought that I once was able to give in service to the church. Though I believe this call to successful entrepreneurship is from God and to be used as a means for the call he has on my life to pursue the radical service to the church that I believe I'm called to, I still have those two lingering fears. What if I reach the end of my life and I don't achieve the success that I believe is required to do what God's called me to do? Would I have wasted all these years chasing the wind? Or what if I do achieve all the success and I even surpass it, yet in the process my heart grows cold and I abandon the pursuit of radical service to God's church? So what's the remedy? What do I do about these fears? I believe I need to do three things. First, I feel that these are healthy fears to have, so long as they're subjected to what God says. In other words, I need to take every thought captive, know where it's coming from, and discern what God's answer is to that thought. 2 Corinthians 10.5 Second, I need to continue in my resolve. James 1.8 says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A diligent man, however, sees a commitment through even when the feelings in which that commitment was made have left. I need to stay the course, understanding that faith is never 100%. If it was, then it wouldn't be faith. Third, I need to learn what I can experience. I need to learn that I can experience God in every season of my life. God is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere. He's not only in the prayer closet and in front of the pulpit. He's also at my cluttered desk and in the conference room. I need to be conscious of God's presence throughout the day and aware of the opportunities he puts in front of me to be used wherever and whenever he wants me to be used. So what is my prayer? Now that I've been transparent with you, whoever's listening to this, here's what my prayer for myself has been. Feel free to join me or send a prayer up for me as well. Lord, you know my heart and you understand my fears even better than I do. My desire is to serve you and to serve your people and to make a lasting impact in this world by making a lasting impact for eternity. I believe that you've given me direction on how to do this, but I need daily reminders that I'm doing the right thing. I need you to confirm your word to me and give me assurance and direction in the midst of carrying out what I believe you've called me to do. I also pray that in the midst of the busyness of life and all its demands, you would help me see the doors of opportunity that are all around me to serve you and your people every day. I pray that you would help my perspective change to realize That ministry is every day, not just what I know you put on my heart for the future. I pray that in my pursuit of success in business, you would keep me. Stir a fresh fire in my heart and don't let my passion for you grow cold. Don't allow me to lose myself, who I know you've called me to be. Give me energy, strength, and perseverance to run my race well. Lord, the only thing I care about in this world is to know that when I reach the end of my life, I can say with confidence, I've run my race. I've completed the good work you've prepared for me in advance. I want more than anything to hear you say, well done. 
Help me hear those words, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So again, that was a an article that I wrote in 2016 based off of a uh, journal entry uh, in my personal time with God. And uh, though I was 31 at the time, I'm 35 now, uh, th- those two fears are a very real uh, presence still, even in my life and today. And my situation has changed uh, to where I'm I'm not as busy. Uh, well, I, I take that back. I'm I'm extremely busy, but I have time to actually dedicate to what we would consider practical church work. Uh, so I'm serving the church. I'm, I'm ministering uh, regularly. I'm teaching the Bible. I'm leading out small groups. I, I'm able to uh, to do a lot more um, obvious ministry work. But that um, that that fear of still getting to the end of my life and not, uh, either not of accomplishing much of anything or accomplishing much in the eyes of the world and and it uh, just dissipates in the ash heap of eternity. Those are are real things that I think about a lot. And um, you know, I pointed out in that that entry, uh, James, you know, one says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you have to continue in your resolve. You can't be wishy-washy and, and flaky and and just start something and stop it and have the fear paralyze you. And so one of the things that I do constantly, um, at least once a year, and for me, it's the end of the year. Um, I uh, When everybody's setting New Year's resolutions, I don't really think of New Year's resolutions. I just kind of do a spot check on, on my life and where God has me in that season. Um, I, I take inventory of my why, you know, what, what am I actually doing? What is my mission in life? What, what do I believe God has called me to do? And is what I'm doing, uh, today and, and in this season, um, helping me pursue what I believe God's called me to do, uh, is God calling me to do something different? Cause just because I started a business, um, you know, in 2012 doesn't mean he wants me to continue that. He could tell me at any point in time to sell everything you have and give it to the poor. You know, am I willing to do that? And so the end of the year for me is a really good time of taking inventory and spot checking and making sure that uh, I really do have that blank check that I've given God with my life. And um, and I it's a lot of uh, prayer and reflection and goal setting. Yeah, goal setting. I do see like, you know, um, you know, what have I accomplished? Am I in pursuit of what I believe that God has uh, put on my heart? And then I, I just do a spot check on my goals. Like, is this, uh, you know, where, where am I going this year? And so once a year, I do a, uh, kind of like a deep dive inventory. Um, but I always have those thoughts kind of lingering in the back of my mind. And I think they are healthy. I think they it's good to, to have those and to continue to question those. Um, so long as it doesn't make you paralyzed from over analyzing or thinking too introspectively. So hopefully, uh, me sharing that and my, my thinking is, uh, is resonating with you. It's helpful for you. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. What, what are your fears? What are the things that either paralyze you or drive you? Thanks for sticking around. If you liked this episode, please do me a favor and subscribe, share the podcast with others and write a review. It only takes a second, and it helps get the word out to more people. Also, if you want to support the podcast financially, please visit my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tamba. That's patreon.com forward slash S-E-A-N-T-A-M-B-A. Any amount definitely helps. You can also see the link in the show notes. That's it for today, folks. Thank you, and God bless.